When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the regular season of Major League Baseball. That game kind of sucked, but there's a lot more to be played. My name the All-Star is break was much better. Right? What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the All-Star break was much better. What did better. I say? We were losing uh, a lot less games when Jesse was in Seattle. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's I'm not happy wrong. to go back. It is entirely <laughs> too hot here. Trust I have me. no problem with I'm that. I'm going to go back with him. Welcome in to the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Montia. As you know, your city, your mayor of the city of Phoenix, this guy next to me, Mr. Electric Sean DePaz down there returning from Seattle, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Jesse, we are glad to have you back. We have, uh, we, we needed you to kind of get things in line around here. We got pretty sloppy. Uh, as you saw, I'm sure, but uh, we weren't the only ones that got sloppy. The Diamondbacks were also very sloppy defensively tonight. Well, I was going to say, someone in the comments said they wanted to hear my no trade list. We should do that sometime. Our, our MLB no trade list? Like, like teams, teams that we that wouldn't want to get not, traded to? This would start a war between me and you, Sean. I think yeah. that'd be fun deadline content <laughs> at some point. I mean, we're starting with Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee is a consensus no trade clause for all of us. <laughs> No? Why do you hate Milwaukee so much? No, I, I like to attack against Milwaukee. I don't know. That just seems not, so irrational nice and hateful. It it's, seems nice. Yeah, it seems like a nice place to live in the summer, particularly. Yeah. Look, I try to, I try to individually pick fights with almost every major city in the United States, one at a time. <laughs> Orlando, don't think I forgot oh, about no, you. Oh no, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. no, Tampa uh, Bay. Mm-hmm. That's definitely at the top of the list. Yeah, no, I don't care. No, no I'm not going to Florida. Period. Well, maybe yeah. Miami. If I'm a millionaire in Miami, that's not the worst thing. But if their stadium's actually in Miami, then maybe I'll consider it. That's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we the Diamondbacks were actually in Toronto uh, and they were playing the Blue Jays today, if you want to call it that. Uh, things didn't look terrible early on. Ryan Nelson actually had himself a fairly good outing, which I think that was probably my biggest concern coming into this game was how Ryan Nelson is going to fare against this potent Blue Jays offense. And yeah, that offense was potent, but it it wasn't it, Ryan Nelson wasn't the one that really allowed them to score a bunch. He did give up quite a few hits in five and two thirds innings. I uh, gave up nine hits, two two runs, one earned run, uh, no walks, and three strikeouts. So Ryan Nelson was not terrible today. He is not the reason the Arizona Diamondbacks lost this game. But, uh, yeah, you could start pointing the fingers once he left the game at, at the bullpen once again, not being able to give the Diamondbacks a chance to win. And, honestly, the offense really uh, just – failed to capitalize on base runners and, and any kind of scoring situation they had. It was immediately diffused by either some sort of base running error or by just a lack of being able to get that big hit. Yeah, I mean, we could spend probably 20 minutes just talking about all the mistakes the Diamondbacks made in, in this game. I don't want to do that. Um, I, I mean, we I could, though, but can that's I do the like a, Can I do a brief rundown of yeah, them? Let's, or do let's we talk just, about... We don't, we're we're a, just in this, denial about what happened. There's there's a lot of them. I mean, it's literally a pile of mistakes. So, Jesse, please, start I'll, just, I'll start do a quick rundown. So, top of the first inning, uh, Geraldo Perdomo walks to, to start the game, right? Diamondbacks get a runner on base. And then Corbin Carroll singles. Perdomo tries to go to third. He gets gunned down by Kevin Kiermeyer. 
Blue Jays do have a, a really good defensive outfield. I guess those things happen, but obviously and not. They like a, slipped coming around second. Yeah, not not an ideal outcome there for Perdomo. Um, Corbin Carroll gets to second, however, on the play, and then on the very next pitch, Corbin Carroll gets picked off trying to get third base, which was scored as as a as a caught stealing. So Diamondbacks could have had first and second one out in that inning, and instead the inning was just over. It was just dead at that point. Uh, we go ahead to the bottom of the second inning. Uh, Cattell Marte makes a fielding error on an infield grounder by one Dalton Varsho. Uh, that leads to an unearned run. That was the inning that it was bases loaded, nobody out uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Looks like things were maybe going to get pretty ugly for Ryan Nelson early on. And he actually pitched his way out of it, mm-hmm. did a pretty darn good job in that inning um, and wouldn't have given up any more runs had it not been uh, for that error by Cattell Marte. And then we skip ahead to the top of the fifth. Evan Longoria leads off with a single, but is gunned down at second by one Dalton Varsho. By a <laughs> long shot. Yeah, it was all the miles. Tools. It, it yeah. was not even, yeah, not as even. As soon as Dalton Varsho picked up the ball, I said he's out, and he was out by even more than I thought he would be out. I can confirm that happened because we had no yeah. idea based on the terrible camera work that was going on oh in Toronto uh, where guys were at times or where runners even were. But it was funny because, yes, uh, Sean, without even <laughs> knowing that he had tried to advance on that, knew he was going to be out because before he, knew I saw he was the throw going anything. to anything. It, it was just like, what are we doing here? I knew there was no way Longo had that in him. They were wildly aggressive on the base path. But at but the not, wrong time. Yeah, exactly. Because there was other times when they probably should have been, and should they weren't. And they absolutely didn't, like, sent I forget guys. what inning it was, but they had uh, Gabby come into third. That and was the same. That was, was the McCarthy same inning. Double, right? Yeah, where Alec McCarthy probably would have had a triple, and they say it was two outs, but they should have sent Gabby. Who is who is this Alec McCarthy that we're talking about? <laughs> Alec Thomas. Alec Thomas had a double. Uh, yeah, right. Look, so look, it's he started drinking early, and that's honestly. Well, probably I was the reading best Benjamin's <laughs> comment, so I saw McCarthy after yeah. I said Alec. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Gabby Moreno at first with two outs, Alec Thomas doubles. Um, and then in that moment, the D-backs opted not to send Gabby Moreno around third. I think it would have been close. I mean, George Springer has a good arm. I don't think he obviously would have been safe for anything. And I'm uh, sure but, the earlier, you know, the earlier mistakes probably impact their decisions, right? You start second guessing yourself when you do yeah. something like send Perdomo there early on. And we talked about it just the other day, but part of this team's DNA is being aggressive on the base path. So like you almost would rather see them continue that like they did with Longo and still continue to stick to that rather than starting to all of a sudden hold guys up. Like you said, the Gabby Moreno play would have been close. I think in the end, some of these some I mean, like the first inning stuff, some of these mistakes, yes, they kind of they could have changed the the dynamic of the game, but when you end up seeing that this was a seven to two loss, there were probably a couple of runs in here, but still not enough for this team to have have won it defensively though could tell Marte yeah cost this team and it was probably as you said Jesse while we were watching it one of the worst Marte games defensively we've seen this entire season yeah, I mean, the narrative for a few months now has been that Cattell looks much improved at second base, mm-hmm. right? He's not the disaster that he was last year. And uh, today he looked a whole lot like the second baseman that he was last year. Just didn't have a whole lot of range out there. And his throws were, were just a little bit all over the place. Uh, I guess that takes us to the bottom of the seventh inning, which is really when the most egregious mistakes in this game happened. Uh, D-backs had an opportunity with first and third one out. Brandon Belt at the plate to turn an ending any double play. It was about as tailor-made as you possibly could have had it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if I would put the blame entirely on Cattell Marte, but he made a pretty poor throw to Geraldo Perdomo that did not put Perdomo in a a good position. Um, And so that squandered that opportunity. The inning continued instead of being over. Before you knew it, it was 6-2 Blue Jays. 
Austin Adams really struggled in that inning. Yes. And then later in the inning, the Diamondbacks almost got out of it again. Uh, but Ketel Marte made another throwing error to Christian Walker. And then the Blue Jays scored another run and went up seven to two. So, yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's like, you know, the Blue Jays had 15 or 16 hits or whatever it was. And the D-backs just got outplayed in every way. But I mean, you really don't know what this game would have looked like if the Diamondbacks had reversed yeah. even half of these mistakes yeah. that they made throughout the game. This game really should have been a lot closer than it was. As much as we as fans watching this see them go down 7-2 to two and think, well, that's over, the, you can't help but think that the players do too, right? Like the minute that they hit that point, it's over. So how are you mentally going to try to like be in a position to to come back when you're like, fuck, we're down five runs, right? Like, and and like you said, maybe you give up one run in the inning. I mean, honestly, again, going back to tell Marte makes that play. You give up no runs and you leave the seventh inning still tied 2-2. You know, there's a lot of things you could nitpick about this team tonight, but they made a lot of mistakes and those mistakes yeah. led to this game, this loss. Uh, and it was more than that because obviously the offense, they, they we talked about them kind of having some, you know, mistakes there on the base path but uh this team cannot obviously no team can play this way and win games but this team specifically cannot play anywhere close to this and expect to win games these these unearned mistakes if you will these unforced mistakes are things that like really just pile up and not what we are used to seeing them when they're actually winning baseball games they play relatively error-free baseball and uh, that's not something that could be said about tonight. But uh, Gabriel Moreno still had himself quite the game in his return. So we are giving Gabby our king snake for this game. He was two for four with a home run in the RBI. And, of course, uh, he also he also uh, reminded the Toronto Blue Jays fans and the organization, mm -hmm. you do not run on Gabby Moreno, which I still don't understand what they were thinking. <laughs> yeah, they, they of, all, of, of all, all teams. teams of all teams. Yeah, come on. You should know that more, but... Uh, thoughts on this uh, this game, especially considering that there are a lot of negative comments in our chat. A lot of people are very angry, and understandably so. We come out of the all-star break. We want a better showing than that. Even a 7-2 loss uh, could be not as bad as this. This like These self-inflicted wounds mm -hmm. were hard to watch tonight. I mean, my I, mean, I am as dramatic as anybody, right? Like, I have said sell the teams multiple times tonight. If I'm being real... <laughs> Like he made six players. If you're <laughs> acting like <laughs> this game crazy. fucking means anything, relax. Like it's one game. Yeah, it's true. In a season in which they have, I think Doug Tamaro of ASU fame actually just tweeted out that if the D-backs go 500 for the rest of the year, they still win 87 games, which is as many as the Phillies won last year. Who, if you don't know, ended up in the World Series. They were a wild card team, but they ended up in the World Series. Like, so I mean, just calm down. Like this, we know this team needs to needs to make improvements, which they plan to do at the deadline. It was one game. It's the fact that we come out of the deadline. We were yeah. tied with the Dodgers. No, the Dodgers, I mean, it's not ideal. I'm not trying Dodgers to say it's not bad. The it on the Mets tonight. Yeah, and I, but like, it's like, I get it. But yeah, it is. And sometimes that's the biggest problem uh, with us as baseball fans, with so many people in the chat at times. Like, don't, I, I mean, I know you're upset about the losses, but don't dwell on them so much that one loss is going to cause you to legitimately think that the season is over. And, uh, yeah, you know, obviously. Hunter will at six of the last eight, but no one was reacting like this when they won. They lost the last game. Like it, it, it's. It comes down to the. Yeah. It comes down to, to essentially the Dodgers actually just passing us in the standings. I feel like which was that, always going to happen, dog. They were always going to win this division. They're a better team than the Arizona Diamondbacks. They were at the beginning of the season. They are now. They have been all year. And, we knew that. And one of the big reasons why they were not very good there for a moment for for a period of time 
was due to injuries mm -hmm. and, and losses and things like that. And then they did what the Dodgers do. They started calling up young guys. Those guys are already becoming studs themselves. And they're yeah. getting back some of their ace arms. And Julio, Julio Urias was just fucking dealing. Tonight. Yeah, he had six innings, no runs, one hit, I believe, tonight for for the Dodgers, which is not not good news for the for the Diamondbacks no. if they get Urias going. Uh, I mean, you look at the playoff picture, and uh, I do very much agree with Sean that this is just one game, and this was Ryan Nelson against Jose Barrios. Yeah. This was not really a game that was lined up in a favorable way for the Diamondbacks. But there is, I, I think there is some element that, that fans are feeling right now where your your degree of insulation, uh, mm -hmm. like in, in the playoff picture, is, is almost down to zero at this point. The Diamondbacks, as we speak right now, are two games uh, ahead of the Cincinnati Reds or the Brewers, I guess, whichever team you want to say is not currently leading the Central. They're, they're tied right now. D-backs are two games insulated from being out of the playoffs entirely at this point. And it felt like only a couple weeks ago where they were not only firmly in first place in the NOS, but all of those other wildcard teams just weren't playing very well mm -hmm. and didn't really seem like threats. Now the Marlins are playing well. The Reds are playing well. The Brewers are starting to play better. Uh, the Padres have, have started to play a little bit better. And so you just don't have that, that safety net that you did before. At this point, the Diamondbacks have to play fairly well the rest of the season in order to in order to get where they want to go now that's it and that's what it comes down to i mean we have been optimistic about this team we have felt like this team played above their uh, i guess above, above predictions above above for sure whatever we thought yeah. was going to happen this everyone season. keeps talking about like the recent string of games but like it was a they got swept by the mets that was a bad series other than that yeah they, and then, they've won their series they've played like yeah. this is this is one game in the first game of the series, and like Jesse said, in a matchup. Like, obviously, the way it went was not ideal, but like the reality is, is if you were expecting a win in this game, you were being unrealistic. It was the, the pitching matchup, like Jesse said, did not favor the D backs in the situation. Right. It also, I think it also is just the, the way that the Diamondbacks lost this game. Yeah. I think I mean, that makes it, it is making it a lot worse. Yeah. But it's I don't, just the number of mental mistakes yeah. that the Diamondbacks yeah. made tonight I is, agree. Is, 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 you know. They that, had I mean, a chance to win get, it. Even yeah, with us sitting really here talking oh, about a seven to two loss, they absolutely yeah. had a chance and, to and win it. And the mistakes for me are are more concerning in the fact that like we were talking about, they weren't aggressive. Like if you make a bunch of mistakes and you're being aggressive, like I can live with that because that's how this team plays baseball. But if you're not going to be aggressive and then also make mistakes, then it's like, what are we doing here? Now here's something we've been very honest about this entire time is we've felt like no matter how well this team has played, when they have felt, faced the tests, and when we say tests, we mean the better teams in baseball, like the Toronto Blue Jays, like the New York Mets, who have been playing, at least were playing better when the Diamondbacks ran into them, uh, like the Braves, like other teams. They haven't really passed those tests, right? And we've seen them, you know, we've seen them put up a good fight. We've seen them win a series or two against some of the best teams in baseball. We just haven't seen them consistently be able to beat those teams. We have said that at this point, to consider this team to be a championship contender, they really do need to do something at the trade deadline, which we are going to talk about here shortly. But uh, the the players we're going to talk about today are not the focus focus of the organization. We know that position players right now are, are secondary to pitching, and we saw that today. We've seen that uh, with the bullpen. We've seen that in the past with starting pitching. We still don't know what the Diamondbacks are, are going to do as far as potentially needing to replace Zach Davies or maybe one of these other arms that aren't Merrill Kelly or Zach Gallen in their starting rotation. But uh, that that should be their focal point. Really, if they don't do something to improve their pitching, this team 
no matter how good their record is, no matter how good they've been at points this season, is still not realistically a championship contender. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's my point. Like, that's, there's that's there's how definitely reasons to be concerned, but there's no reasons to be concerned that weren't reasons to be concerned before the All Star break. Correct. Like, it's the same. It's the exact same team, yeah. and we knew what yeah. they were like that. Uh, if they start making these kinds of mental mistakes every single game, well, then we're having a different conversation because something clearly changed over the over the break. But sure. otherwise, like it's a it's a one off. They have they've had games at this point in the season. That you kind of have just to just throw away. But the reason we like, talk about the mistakes, though, is because the mistakes tonight, we want to say again, you guys want us to post the meme. Goddamn bullpen, right? It's mm -hmm. the bullpen's fault. The bullpen was not good, yeah. and I'm not going to act like they were. But at the same time, the defense, the the defense behind the bullpen was terrible, yeah. and that was really the reason why they ended up in that position. Not necessarily just because the bullpen was bad, but I will say the bullpen just fell apart, especially after that double play, because I think that they were just disheartened by not getting out of that inning. You just you were so close to having that inning end tied, and and you don't, and then. That's when mentally, even if you don't realize it, you've kind of you're kind of giving up because of what happened, right? So, I, I don't know. I, I think that again, uh, Ryan Nelson was not the reason why we lost this team, the, this game tonight. And Ryan Nelson has still shown that he can be a uh, at least a serviceable starting pitcher for this team at the back end of the rotation. But the Diamondbacks cannot go into it into a, a postseason with three serviceable guys at the back end yeah. of the rotation and yeah. two good guys. Right? Nick was making a good point. Maybe it's a little all-star game rust. The whole damn Blue Jays roster was playing baseball over the break, so <laughs> they, they were in a little bit better baseball shape. Fair enough. We'll end it on that because that's <laughs> absolutely a great point. But uh, I'll tell you this. If you wanted to make some money, I, I don't know, maybe tomorrow, DraftKings, uh, get down on DraftKings, Zach Gallon on the road? I don't know. Maybe Maybe not, not great. He needs to start figuring it out. That's something that we need to see. So hopefully Zach Gallon can get right uh, on the road. But again, one of those bets you can make on DraftKings. News cut. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX. Bet just five dollars to score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. That's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I still have all of my preseason Zach Gallon Cy Young <laughs> bets on there. I have my Corbin Carroll. The end when, of the baseball season. When the season odds are still good for him for the mm, Roy. I'm going, I'm treating myself good at the yeah. end of the baseball season. Treat I got yourself. some futures that are short to cash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they, I mean, I have futures and then I have some insurance on those futures. So even if, like, hypothetically don't say it yeah hypothetically hypothetically it. hypothetically right. you bet on adley rushman to win rookie no. of the year but then you also bet on uh masataka yushida just in case you know and then maybe some he's people would do win, that in the same situation in the national league not me now. i would never do that i would never bet against yeah. corman carroll with the one rookie of the year i would never oh. do that but if <laughs> i did i would do it on the bet mgo sports he, he would also get down ellie de la cruz and those those odds are, are dwindling as the days <laughs> go on but uh, now, there's no shame to read you the disclaimer. You got Derek Monty to read you the disclaimer live. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline uh, org. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four seven three six nine in Kansas. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, Connecticut. Help is available for a problem. Call 
888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. State-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max $50. 10 plus legal requirements for 100% boost. Uh, eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See at sportsbook.com.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. I did my best. Uh, <laughs> the, the, show, the show's play. over now, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm going yeah, 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 to have to play games to entertain now. ourselves over here. <laughs> um, well, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, uh, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Give us a thumbs back up just in honor of Jesse being back. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Grab yourself a Diehards membership over at gophnx.com. If you already are a Diehard member, we thank you so much. If you're not, join us on this wagon. Of course, you get not only your membership paid for instantly with a gift certificate from Mountain Mike's Food as well as uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza as well as uh, uh, the Dobson Ranch Golf Course Ranch Card. You also get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com. 20% off all future purchases. Get access to our members-only Discord, as well as all sorts of benefits from our partners. You get Jesse's newsletter, Full Count. You get access to our members. Did I already say members-only Discord? I'm ta- I'm just talking in circles <laughs> I now. I don't know what you said. We have all sorts of wonderful there. benefits. Come join our family. Join us now. Uh, you get access to uh, events. Members uh, get discounts on events, and including events like our upcoming uh, D-backs takeover on July 25th. We will have a burger bar, slider bar. I have all you can drink. All you can drink. We're getting smashed and taking Ubers home. Derek, um, or, or, well, Derek and Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know okay. we're doing. If you, if you, if you, if you want to see this show live, chances are it's going to occur once we've had too many beers. So make sure to join us for that. Uh, and of course, we've got some good seats in the outfield where we can catch some fly balls. Uh, this guy has to bring a glove just to protect himself. But <laughs> uh, yes, thank you guys so much for those of you that have already bought tickets. Remember, those are limited. So, so don't miss out. You guys get down on those takeover tickets immediately. Cause again, uh, Burger Bar. Uh, we're going to have the mac and cheese. We're going to have french fries. We're going to have all sorts of wonderful uh, stuff. Side so make salad. Sure. Side salad. Side salad's rock. Side salad's very underrated. Uh, but, of course, <laughs> now is time for us to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks making some trades at the trade deadline. And that talk that 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 trade deadline is sneaking up on us pretty fast. We're, what, 16 days away. Diamondbacks, uh, of course, as we have talked about, are we're planning on being aggressive. Mike Hazen was planning on being aggressive. So how aggressive is he going to be? Well, we know that uh, the targets are uh, pitching arms, obviously, as we discussed before. But we've also talked about uh, Mike Hazen's comments about adding a power bat. And that could come in the form of one of two sluggers from the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, we're going there. We are doing this. We are going to talk about trading for Paul Goldschmidt. But first, we're going to talk about trading for Nolan Arenado because that is a topic that's kind of popped up recently there's been some discussion about maybe the diamondbacks having interest or maybe the sides at least discussing potentially trade we also perdomo's potential tampering at the all-star game. yes that's what we we knew he was tampering (laughs) we 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 knew it was tampering the whole time but uh yeah rumors are heating up a bit about arenado possibly coming to the valley uh is there any truth to it who knows uh we do have a tweet from gambo that kind of rains on our parade but before we get there let's talk about some of his numbers yeah, and Nolan Arenado, uh, pretty typical Nolan Arenado year offensively. 283, 332, 518, 19 homers, 62 RBI. I mean, you look at, you know, on this pace over the course of a full season, you're looking at 35 homers, mm-hmm. 115 RBI, something like that. 
Uh, two wins above replacement from Fangraphs, which is actually pretty low for Nolan Arenado at this point in the season. And the big reason for that is that Nolan Arenado is, at least according to the defensive metrics, is not really a very good third baseman anymore. Whoa, which so I was sad. I was pretty shocked by. Uh, if you look at Nolan Arenado's defensive numbers, both of them, both outs above average and defensive runs saved, are clearly in the negative which obviously Nolan Arenado is is generally leading the league in one or both of those categories pretty much every year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at this point in the season, if we go to his fielding metrics, if I can find them, here they are. He is at minus four defensive runs saved and minus three outs above average. Yikes. Yikes. So he has been a below average <laughs> third baseman. But as you can see with those offensive numbers, he's still been pretty much himself offensive but he's got no 850 ops and that's all we care about jesse <laughs> let's take a look at some of those pros and cons about trading for nolan arenado obviously we know uh the offense is still there as we just discussed and especially for a young arizona diamondbacks team he brings veteran experience yeah, however he's longo that plays every day i was gonna say the diamondbacks we already have veteran experience at home but he's longo that gets to play every day that's that is true <laughs> that is true but uh, as jesse pointed out those poor defensive metrics, those definitely yeah. make it hard uh, to to think of, of him as a possible uh, target. Now, one of the things that Jesse says here is that a pro could be potential low prospect cost. And I've seen that kind of differing based on just rumors and speculation mostly. Um, but uh, that's that's a big that's a big part of this situation, right? Is what yeah. is it going to cost for the Arizona Diamondbacks to get somebody like this? And then on the con side, the financial commitment, what his contract already is that the Diamondbacks would have to take on, and and the fact that he is under team control through 2027. Yeah, he's due to make about $13 million for the remainder of this season, $35 million in 2024, $32 million in 2025, $27 million in 2026. And then the Cardinals also gave him one more year on top of his original deal. Uh, so he will make $15 million in 2027. So altogether, that's about $122 million that you're committing to Nolan Arenado from now through the end of the 2027 season, which is, you know, that's I mean, four and a half years of, of Nolan Arenado altogether. Uh, he also has full no trade protection. So let, let's just say this probably isn't, isn't going to happen uh, with, all, with, all of these, uh, with all of these obstacles. And frankly, the fact that Nolan at least does not appear to be the same defender at third base that he has been in the past, right. that really zaps yeah. his value significantly. Because I mean, that's the Diamondbacks been a huge have part. that in a way, right? They have the offensive production at times from their third baseman. It's not a matter of Emmanuel Rivera not being able to hit or Evan Longoria not hitting. Like you said, his slugging percentage is, is it's great. It's a matter of what you know, what kind of all-around player could they bring in to really fit with the core of this team and be the future third baseman for years to come? Like, if he was a young guy, if he played great defense, then I feel like that is potentially worth mm -hmm. the, the amount that you're going to have to give up. However, you're saying that it's not going to take potentially a Drew Jones or Jordan Lawler I don't to think get. So. You would think it would take maybe like a Dominic? Take yeah, a yeah. I mean, may, you know, maybe if they like Brandon Fodd, if they like uh, one of the Dominics, they, you know, they could have their they could have their their choice. <laughs> yeah, whatever, of the Dominics. Yeah, whatever Dominic you want. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't think 
that at, at least realistically, I mean, you know, maybe if the D-backs made this phone call, the Cardinals would ask for Drew Jones and that's where the price would be <laughs> and they wouldn't accept anything less. That's what I would ask for the, the Diamondbacks the no matter D-backs what. That's what we're There would be no reason to do that. In fact, if, if you just kind of do the math here, if you compare what Nolan Arenado is slated to make over the next four seasons and his projected production over that over that time frame, now that he has not been the same defender that he's been in the past, he's kind of a negative asset. Like yeah. I think Nolan Arenado moving forward is is making more money than he's probably worth. That's and, that's the only, and that's the only reason why the Cardinals would feasibly want to part ways with him, especially if they are potentially yeah. deciding to rebuild and, and focus around maybe a younger player like Jordan Walker or something of that sort, right? Or, I mean, yeah. that that kind of core. I don't mean, like, Jordan Walker particularly, but, like, a younger core, much like he the Diamondbacks kind of have to <laughs> focus around. <laughs> You're not wrong. You want to talk about bad defenders. Jordan Walker's yeah. defensive metrics are an absolute... Yep. I've never seen a player who had who is, like, a well-above-average hitter, and yet, like, according to wins above replacement, is just, like, a terrible, like, below-replacement-level player. That's basically, <laughs> what Jordan, that's basically what Jordan Walker has been so that's far. That's what Damon did to him. He was um, so easy to defeat at some yeah. That was one of Damon's first, light work. That first was opponents. Light work that was Damon. level one. He wasn't even an end boss. <laughs> Me and Ellie are currently in a locked on war. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ellie is. Ellie's, Ellie's a, like he's, Mike he's Tyson and punch out to, to Damon <laughs> over here right now. He's looking yeah. like a tough compo- opponent. Now, uh, of course, this is all speculation. We have plenty of reasons to think that this trade would not happen, and we are leaning definitely in that direction. We don't even think that that's really a good trade for it the Arizona have, Diamondbacks, yeah. but it is a trade that's come up recently. Of course, the trade Reaper already killed this one. Let's take a look at Gambo's tweet. He said, getting a few asked on if D-backs are interested in Nolan Arenado from some report. Answer is no. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> D-backs focused on pitching and possible right-handed outfield bat. Third base, not an area they're looking at. Uh, I, I, I could see that. Point. I don't believe that they're not looking at third base, but I do believe that it's definitely not uh, with 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 their weaknesses right now. I believe it's not a high priority. But if they could, yeah. get, they could get a power hitting right-handed bat at third base uh, that could play defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's and a, also capture a unicorn while they. I'll were tell at you it. this right <laughs> now: if the deadline go comes and goes, and they have acquired a third baseman and no arms, I will be very upset. If the deadline comes and goes, and they've acquired arms and no third baseman, I will not care. There um, well, well actually, I'll be very happy. So, yeah. like the third base would be cool, and Nolan Arnold was a cool name. Uh, but that's not, a, I, yeah. In my mind, you either need to get guys that are that are going to be positive assets for a handful of years, or you are not going to be tied into for a long time, unless you think that you're going to win the World Series this year. And in which case, whatever happens after that doesn't matter. Like you've won your World Series, but. It just seems like a mistake if that were to, if they were to go that route. Jacob Nevin is screaming out Lane Thomas in the chat. He's on my uh, Diamond Dynasty team. He's not <laughs> very good. That's probably because <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, it's Derek, not Derek because I'm not very good. Trade assets. Based I on absolutely trade them all based on my players in the Diamond Dynasty uh, league. But he was playing techno balls. Like Bo Jackson sucks. Bo Jackson is the worst. I um, will say I I'm a little surprised by Gambo's report. The D backs aren't aren't even looking at third baseman. Where Elise said that too in the chat. I, I, yeah, I, agree. I, I wouldn't think that would be a priority for them. Like clearly the you know, starting pitching and bullpen help would tires. be would be, yeah, at the, at the top of the list. And yeah, I think a right-handed hitting outfield bat probably makes a little bit more sense given their roster construction than a right-handed hitting third baseman. But also like I don't I don't want to overstate how good Longoria and and Rivera have been. 
Frankly, Emmanuel Rivera, for you know as good as his batting average has been through most of the season, man's in pretty much all singles. There just hasn't really been any pop there, and he's a he's a decent defender at third base, but you know he's not he's not providing a ton of value on that side of the ball. And then Evan Longoria's numbers are pretty good, but he's getting the platoon advantage so often. He's facing so many lefties. If you were to play Evan Longoria every day, you know, like the D-backs would play a, a Nolan Arenado type. You know, Evan Longoria wouldn't have a 550 slugging yeah. percentage or whatever it is now. He's he's heavily benefiting from the platoon advantage there. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised the D-backs wouldn't at least kick the tires on on a third baseman, even if it's not their top priority. Well, somebody I would be more surprised if they kicked the tires on would be a first baseman, because even though Christian Walker looks like a cop over there with that goddamn mustache he's growing, <laughs> he's still very good defensively, and he's been pretty good offensively this year but uh let's talk about potentially bringing back home our boy Polly g paul goldschmidt uh sure it's 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 a dream maybe some of you don't even want it now at this point and i understand because paul goldschmidt being traded for just to come back here and potentially just play dh is uh isn't, isn't isn't the greatest use of the diamondbacks uh farm system and trading those guys out but let's take a look at his stats this year because Honestly, again, this is kind of like the Arenado thing. It's not to say that he's not good offensively, but uh, is is it worth it to make a trade for someone like Paul Goldschmidt? And obviously, it all depends on the price. But man, it would be really, it'd be really fun. Did you guys, <laughs> really did you guys fun. talk about this on TPSP a few weeks ago? Probably, yeah. I it got brought did. up earlier today, and then Mac had brought it up a couple weeks ago. Mac kind of just a, won't stop bringing it up. Yeah, she <laughs> literally will not. She brought it up the other day. She can't stop talking about it. Uh, Benjamin Hunley wants to bring back Max Scherzer. That's a that's again that's enough. If you want, we can we'll Let's we'll go work, get JD Martinez. We'll work that one into these uh, <laughs> these trade deadline talks too. But honestly, we were supposed to get these out of the way before Jesse came back. Obviously, we know Paul Goldschmidt uh, is not being traded for to bring back to the Diamondbacks. But what would it look like, and what would be some good reasons to bring him back? Obviously, here looking at his offense, he didn't definitely bring a lot to this team. Obviously, it's going to make the fan base pretty happy to have Goldschmidt back in a Diamondbacks uniform. I feel like that would be most of the reason you do it. Let's take a look at the pros and cons, and that is one of our pros. Uh, Nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) Nostalgia and nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) We got that one in there twice, but also excellent right-hand bat, obviously. That's probably the biggest pro of bringing someone like Goldschmidt in is just evening this lineup out, giving them that option, and having that threat constantly offensively that can – you know, win you baseball games. Goldie also has full no trade protection, so that's still a bit of an obstacle. Although, you know, he seemed to enjoy his time in Arizona. You figure of all teams, uh, <laughs> or you know, where he might it, consider waiving that the Diamondbacks might. might be one of them for sure. But yeah, the the money is not as big of an issue with Goldie as it is with Arenado. It's about seven and a half million the rest of <laughs> the rest of this year. About twenty two million that he's due next year. So those numbers are, I think, a little bit more reasonable if the Cardinals ate a portion of that. I think the Diamondbacks would would maybe would maybe be willing to take on a contract of that size. But it really all comes down to positional fit. Like when you have Christian Walker on your team, who probably should have been an all-star, it is a little weird to go trade for one of the best first basemen in the National League. It's it's like, yes, that would improve this team. But you'd probably be better served using those assets elsewhere. Cogs asks, "What's he getting paid this year? This next year and a half, uh, roughly nine, uh, twenty, twenty-nine and a half million dollars. Yeah, seven altogether. and a half million left this yeah. year, twenty-two million next year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, again, it's uh, it's kind of more for the fun of it. I feel like, and it would be fun. 
Uh, I mean, could you imagine how crazy fans would go if the Diamondbacks did that? As far as this season is concerned, it would be a positive contribution. Like, I mean, even if he is just DHing, it would be a pretty damn good DH. So, well, and I mean, we talked about we've we've talked about in the past that we are a little bit sad of missing out on JD Martinez, considering what he's doing for the Dodgers, right? And I mean, it seemed like they they got him for relatively cheap compared to, or that that, it was a deal the Diamondbacks could have gotten. But um, obviously, position players are going to be something the Diamondbacks look at. But as we go forward, our focus will be on the starting pitching uh, options for the Diamondbacks, those targets, as well as some relief targets. Uh, And I feel like... If if you're a D-backs fan, that is really your primary focus. Like Sean said, we're going to be more upset if the trade deadline comes and goes and they got a third baseman and no pitching help rather than if they get a pitcher and no third baseman. So uh, keep it locked right here. We will keep breaking down all of the potential trade candidates for this team, uh, and we will be diving into that next week uh, full force because the trade deadline is just around the corner. Uh, speaking of just around the corner, Circle K is most likely just around the corner from you. Make sure to check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and premium gas. Let me tell you, the Circle K branded potato chips, they just go hard. And when I say they go hard, I mean I can't really finish a bag because even though they're for individuals, they pack so much into those bags that I can rarely – I have to share them. with all. You know how defeating it feels to share a snack with other people? Because you can't finish it? it. (laughs) Yeah, Circle K. They got you hooked up with all of their snacks. Make sure to not sleep on the Circle K branded snacks. Right now, you can buy Powerade four for $5 and be entered into a contest to be one of 10 finalists to win a 2023 Ford Big Bend Bronco SUV. I want it. I want it. Too bad. I want it. I want That's it. my dream car. <laughs> that is why well, it could be can't it, stay your dream car. It's going to be my car. It's going not, to be not after I steal none of your from cars. You. And then I will kill you and it'll be my car again. I will. The, it's technically, my car. Technically, you're on the gas pumps this month. So I, I don't believe I heard that you I was can in, even be part I heard of the I heard I was in the gas pumps in Las Vegas. You know, I wow. had. Uh, yeah, right. Shout out to Open Mike Eagle, my buddy who's a rapper who was driving into town and he saw me in like Yuma. So that's kind of wild that we stretched that far. I didn't know that that was thing but shout out to all the good people in yuma also make sure to check out beatbox hard tea they have them buy to get one free and of course hard teas are hard they go hard make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff right now uh text phnx to 31310 to join their sms subscriber club and get a buy one get one free offer on 32 ounce polar pops head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find circle k's near you and while you're there Check out Four Peaks, the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have their rattle on red ale, something special to drink when you're watching uh, the defense play poorly, I guess you could say. If you're at Chase Field, make sure to check out the Four Peaks draft room. It's located on the suite level, and they have all the Four Peaks beers there. So make sure to check out the wide variety they have to offer and the delicious uh, beers. You'll find, you'll find your favorite that, that way. Um, try them out. That's another thing people don't do often enough. Try the beers. Ask the bartender if you can try one. Uh, that way you know what you're getting before you buy a full glass. Uh, speaking of full glasses, teachers can fill their glass up every Tuesday through July at the 8th Street Pub. Uh, bring a valid teacher ID and receive $4 pints of Kilt Lifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hop Knot. And again, thank you to all the teachers out there for what you do. We know you're going to be back in the classroom soon, and it's going to be entirely too hot out for you guys to be back in the Speaking classroom. Too hot, did you see the deal that they're doing? What? It's uh, anytime it's over 104 degrees at the 8th Street Pub, they give uh, pints for four dollars. 
Oh my God! So every day, yeah, every single day for the last fourteen days, it's been well over a hundred and ten. And two dollars, you can get a fireball shot with it. Wow! What are we? Let's go right now. It's over one hundred and four today. Let's go check out a Four Peaks Brewer, Four Peaks Pub to find more information like this and to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be twenty-one or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. We had some fun news for the Arizona Diamondbacks minor league system. There were a lot of promotions recently. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys getting called up from the Hillsboro Hops which did to the Amarillo Sod Poodles. And yeah, Ivan Melendez in his first game with the Sod Poodles dingered because that's all that the Hispanic Titanic does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit 273, 52, 593 with 18 home runs, 43 RBI, and uh, a pretty, what would you say, Jesse? A pretty high Not strikeout? Not a good strikeout rate. Strikeout rate at 33.6%. <laughs> a very strikeout high rate. strikeout rate. Yeah, I think, I think that's what's, I, I mean, the numbers that Ivan has put up in the minors this season, I mean, those, that slash sign that you just read out, that's pretty exciting stuff. But a 33.6% strikeout rate is extremely high. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's kept, uh, you know, evaluators and scouts and whatnot from, I think, really jumping on the Ivan Melendez bandwagon. There's going to be some skepticism sure. surrounding him until he gets that number down. So maybe he'll be able to do it in Amarillo. He's off to a, off to a good start today. We got a lot of Amarillo news. We have Yumin Lin, a guy that throws more pitches than we even know exist. Uh, in 13 games uh, this year for the Hillsboro Hops, he had a 3.43 ERA and a 1.14 whip. Uh, 32.1% strikeout rate, 9.3% yeah, walk rate. Very, very good strikeout rate. Walk rate, pretty much league average. Um, he's been really good. Human Lin's been really good. His name comes up a lot, and a lot of people are very impressed by yeah. him. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if the Diamondbacks in their trade negotiations over the next couple of weeks, if Human Lin is a guy that a lot of teams are interested in. And yep. I don't think the D-backs are going to want to make that move because I think he's, he's one of the few pitching prospects in this organization where... I think there's some potential for him to not just be like a number five. You feel so special starter. about him, right? Yeah, like, he just he's got a really good changeup. He's got a really good changeup, and his fastball has not really come around from a velocity standpoint. He's a pretty small kid, but uh, you know, if when anytime you have a lefty with like a sixty grade changeup on the twenty to eighty scale, there's there's quite a bit of track record there. So I think the D-backs are, are pretty excited about him, and I'm sure other teams probably would be as well. In other uh, Amarillo news, Davison De Los Santos was activated. He was on the development list by Amarillo. What does yeah. the development list mean, Jesse? It's basically when a minor leaguer is really having a rough go. Struggling. And they're like, we're just going to get you out of here <laughs> and take you to Arizona, usually. Like the take, Arizona take Complex you out to, Yeah, take, take you out to Salt River Fields and just kind of work on stuff, basically pull you out of playing games every day and just try to, you know, rebuild whatever needs to be rebuilt or whatnot. Um, but yeah, Davis and De Los Santos, a couple weeks he spent on the development list. He hit 206, 269, 308. Not for the great. Amarillo Sod Poodles. Um, Nearly a 60% ground ball rate. Yeah, he's just rolling over the top a ton this year. And, you know, that's not ideal for a guy like Davis and De Los Santos who has tons of raw power. You're right. kind of tr- you're kind of cheating yourself if you're just like banging it into the ground all day. So, yeah, the D-backs seem to think that they've maybe figured something out there. And uh, we'll see what it looks like now that he's back up in Amarillo. There are a lot of things I'm excited about. Melendez being one of them, Yumin Lin being one of them. But Jesse, my most, the thing I'm most excited about, Christian Robinson has been promoted from the Vesalia Rawhide to yeah. the Hillsboro Hops. That feels pretty 
pretty fast for me. But then at the same time, too, I remember that Christian Robinson was like he he, he was on the path to being like yeah he's already a professional played in high baseball a. right he's, like he's so this is to new, the level he was already at yeah. but it means that he has acclimated back to playing baseball and is finding success at it he hit uh he slashed 274 394 436 he had six he went 16 for 16 on stolen bases uh and again much like Ivan Melendez he had a very high strikeout rate so that's something really to work on but offensively so far his numbers are trending in the right direction, and he looks like he is, you know, maybe getting back on a path to to being a major league baseball player one day, which something we were very skeptical about ever happening. Yeah, yeah, it's a you know obviously a positive move for him, moving in the right direction. Uh, when I interviewed him back in in 2019, uh, he had just been called up to Kane County, which is the the D backs High A affiliate at the time. He was coming from Hillsboro. Now it's kind of backwards. He's going from Visalia up to Hillsboro, which is now the Diamondbacks High A affiliate. Uh, but I remember him talking to me about just how much he loved playing in Hillsboro and how much the fan base really got behind him when he was there. The Hops so, are such a great organization. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he just loves this. I'm sure he's just going to love getting back there. And um, I'm sure that the fans will be just as supportive of him now as they were back then. We also got some exciting promotions to the Reno Aces, including Ryan Bliss, who has stole been the talk today. Uh, stole base today. He's been the talk of the organization. You, speaking of talking to, talk to Ryan Bliss uh, during the Futures game there in Seattle. So what was your impression of him? Was that the first time you got a chance to meet him? Yeah, he's fun, man. He's really fun to talk to. Ryan Bliss is just super, super bright, very well-spoken, just a lot of fun to talk to. Um, all of the intangible things are clearly there, like very clearly a high makeup guy, a guy who, you know, is going to get the very, the, the most out of the skill set that he has. And he, he put up really big numbers this year in, in Amarillo, 358, 414, 594. Those are, I mean, obviously it's Amarillo and you have to take the numbers with a grain of salt, but that's, that's big time offense for a second baseman. Yeah. Uh, he stole 30 bases, hit 12 home runs there. Well-deserved opportunity getting up to Reno. And I wouldn't count it out as at least a possibility that you could see Ryan Bliss in the majors uh, at maybe in September of this wow. season. If he comes up to Reno and wow. knocks the cover off the ball, I think it's possible. Hot take. I love it. Oh, I yeah. love it. Well, and uh, and we have seen guys move through the system fast, and there seems to be something about that transition from Amarillo to Reno, especially for hitters, where they're like, yeah, you got it. Like these crazy numbers that you're putting up now, we have no way to really judge if these are real or not because we know that both of these ballparks are very hitter friendly, even though they won't publicly admit that. Speed uh, is always something you can use. Yeah, always can always benefit from speed. Well, and I mean, honestly, he's it's. You want to talk about second base defense and the kind of night that Cattell Marte had tonight? Right. Ryan Bliss is a really good right defensive second he's baseman. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, another guy, what, tell us a bit about Josh green, because you told me that the carry twins actually were very high on him. Yeah. Josh green, uh, two Oh five ERA this year in Amarillo. This one kind of was under the radar. He, he's been in the diamondbacks organization for a long time. He's been demoted Eight years old, right? 27. 27 I believe he, yeah. he's been in Reno, but he was sent down to Amarillo. Now he's moving back up to Reno. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just like a, a, a sinker slider guy with kind of a, a funky arm slot. Um, 205 ERA, 0.91 whip, a 174 batting average against, and a ground ball rate of about 60%. So he's just getting tons and tons of ground balls in Amarillo, which of course is the way to pitch if you're in Amarillo or if you're in Reno, right? <laughs> uh, keep the ball on the ground. Uh, yeah, I think the D-backs might have themselves a reliever here. It's 
very much an uh, unconventional path that he's followed, uh, kind of getting close to the majors and then backing up a little bit and being 27 and still not having pitched in the majors. But uh, if he comes up to Reno and has success, I wouldn't be surprised if if he came up to the big leagues at some point this year too. We had one more promotion, Adrian Del Castillo. He's a catcher. He's also uh, a designated hitter. He plays some outfield as well. Um, he got called up from the Amarillo Sod Poodles to the Reno Aces, and not a lot of people know a lot about Del Castillo. Yeah, interesting catching prospect. The D-backs have not their track record developing catchers isn't isn't great. Uh, obviously, there was Dalton Varsho, uh, but they converted him to an outfielder because uh, doing the catching thing was was a little bit of a struggle for we, him. We we convert them into great other positions. Is yeah, what we do. yeah. Del Castillo is going to be a killer shortstop in in a few years, is what we're trying to say. <laughs> uh, no, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But he has taken a step forward. I've heard this year. Uh, defensively uh, in, in particular. It sounds like he really does have a legitimate chance to stick at catcher in the big leagues. Uh, probably more of a backup catcher profile, I would say, but I think he has uh, the potential to be an above average hitter um, in, in the majors, at least as far as relative to other catchers in the league. 273, 386, 505. Pretty good numbers this year, even uh, even relative to Amarillo. So yeah, he gets the call up, and this has been a big year for him. He really struggled last year in Hillsboro, but this year he moved up to Double A, and his and his production has actually increased significantly. So, be interesting to watch how he does. Very interesting to watch how a lot of these guys come along, especially like Jesse said, some of these guys that could potentially make their way to the Diamondbacks here by the end of the season. Uh, Nate Cleveland in the chat said, "Mike Carroll All Star jersey showed Ooh. up yesterday. Congrats on that. That's nice. awesome. I was at Just Sports today, and I saw the I saw it there. I saw the Corbin Carroll All Star T shirt. Mm. Was very unimpressive. Um, <laughs> I hate to say that it did not. It didn't have the cool like it didn't have the cool waves in it. Oh. It was just a, like a black." t-shirt that said um, national league on the front and oh, had his yeah. name and number on the back yeah, so it was is, kind of plain but uh speaking of corbin carroll and the sod poodles and the reno aces we got some fun promotions uh oh, yeah. from these teams coming up including this very weekend we have this guy popping up corbin barrels making his way to a amarillo sod poodles game near you i believe it's on the 16th they are giving away this bobblehead this weekend this is this is incredible mostly because this was a goddamn meme that they made, you guys. They made a Corbin <laughs> Barrels meme where they put Corbin in a barrel. It looked exactly like this. I know that because I stole it from him and I put him <laughs> in a Diamondbacks uh, hat and I uh, very much still have that meme. But I, I, I love it for that reason. I also love it because I'm sure maybe he's had other, but is this maybe the first Corbin Carroll bobblehead in existence? I don't. I don't know if we've ever gotten one in the minor league level or not, but that's awesome. It's got the great sod poodles jersey and hat on, so that's amazing. Uh, and we may, we may just be giving one of these away very Ooh. soon. We might be getting one from our friends at the sod poodles to give away to you guys. So stay tuned and do not miss up uh, uh, miss that. Uh, another weird minor league promotion within the organization or within the system is that the <laughs> Reno Aces are having Reno Aces uh, Paper Company uh, night. I don't know if can you sing it without us getting DMCA. I don't know, but just sing it badly. Uh, but it's going to feature jerseys based on The Office, as well as an appearance by Kate Flannery, who plays Meredith 
in the office. I would That's have gone incredible. with somebody That's, else. That is so dope. I would go. Like, I love The Office. That I would do be too. awesome. She's going to be uh, signing autographs and That's taking so pictures dope. with I would totally people. Take a picture with like, her. They have, uh, I don't know, they, they they have a logo created that's literally like a Dunder Mifflin box of paper, but it just says the Reno Aces, you know, paper that's company dope. on it. It's fantastic. I love my That's Saturday, man. September 2nd. The only thing I have to ask is... <sighs> When are we getting our Reno 911 promotion? This guy's never even seen Reno 911. I'm going to bring the DVD set. I oh, said geez. DVD set. We're going to watch it. But we are in a 21st century media company. Reno we do not have a DVD player Reno anywhere in this office. Uh, it still exists. I promise you, they still do specials. Don't don't think we have any way to play a DVD in this office. <laughs> we uh, no, Does we don't. A, we don't a, because a our oh, that's right. Have... Yeah, we do have the old PlayStation. We have the old PlayStation, yeah. PlayStation because our Xbox, a PlayStation Three, our yeah. Xbox does not have a drive, so that's there's right. no I way to play discs, discs on that. But yeah, we'll figure out a way. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Reno nine one one night, you guys in Reno, it writes itself. I mean, we can have Dangle just new boot goofing. There's all sorts of things we can have happen. But uh, anyway. Shout out to all of the wonderful minor league promotions that they have going on because that's incredible. And uh, we were talking, uh, we, we weren't on air, but we were talking about the motor boaters. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, motor boaters put out a, a shirt for like youngins that says future motor boater. <laughs> and uh, people were not happy about that. So <laughs> I can only imagine how they would feel once they saw the calf rise logo. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. But can, uh, we, can we pull up the Corbin barrels bobblehead one more time? Yes, please. Let's do that. I'm really. I, so the barrel is fantastic. You, yeah. I, like the, I, know, the, I, I think I know where you're going with the this. The general look is amazing. The that, problem is. I don't know if that really looks like Corbin Carroll. It absolutely well, the, the, does not. It does not fa- look like Corbin Carroll in any way. Hair like that? Like, yeah, yeah, like, like he. Th- this reminds me of when I started working at this company and we all got our little cartoon yeah. logos. Yeah. And and yeah, Eric Jesse's or whoever poor. it was who, who yeah. made that yeah. fully bought into my facial hair at the time and yeah. made it look way <laughs> more full was, than yeah. it actually it was. was. And yeah. it was yeah. just yeah. kind of appreciated. It was temporary at the time. But I yeah, I just don't know if Corbin Carroll's facial hair is quite as But he also has a goatee. Like unless this is from when he played there and he wasn't wearing it like that like there's no hair on the sides like it's not a full goatee yeah like he has right now it's still really nice i don't know what to tell you guys sometimes bobbleheads do not look like the people that's the reason why i was glad josh colmenter was on this team no matter how much they tried (laughs) to make a josh colmenter bobblehead look like josh colmenter it looked like me just me and only me and i appreciate that and i am for one and thankful that josh colmenter was a member of the arizona diamondbacks organization but uh you should be thankful because if you don't already own a pair of good sunglasses we got the perfect sunglasses for you we know you live in Arizona, except Elizabeth. We know she lives in New York. Uh, but Shady Rays, even for Elizabeth, we all need to get some good sunglasses. And Shady Rays has gear built to last. They're an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. And they also have the craziest, most insane production plan in all of eyewear. Every single pair of their sunglasses backed by a lost and broken replacements plan that shouldn't even exist. They shouldn't even exist. They shouldn't They shouldn't just give you a free pair of sunglasses whoa, whoa, if you whoa, lose whoa, or break stop. your pair. Shh, 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 shh. They don't need to know. They don't I, need to know. That's... Like they do, they know. Do they, they understand? Don't... Do they know we lose them all the time? <laughs> I, I, I'm probably losing my sunglasses I'm right now. Snitching out here. Oh man! But if, I if... found mine the other day, and it was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, I was the, so. Jesse overjoyed. leaves his at the office all the time, but he also leaves his laptop here, and That's I know for a fact the laptop is not on a lost and, and, and broken <laughs> replacement plan. But if you do lose or break your shady rays, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can also shop their entire collection at their brand new location at Kieran 
Sterling Commons, a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. That way you can try them on, see what you like. If you're ordering online and you don't know for sure, Shady Rays will let you exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And of course, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter of a million people. Uh, and, of course, the Diamondbacks are going to be back in town soon. One great way to go see them, of course, is to join us for our takeover events. But if you can't join us for takeover events, make sure you get your tickets through Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. It is for procrastinators. It is made by procrastinators for procrastinators. And it is the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason, because we are all procrastinators. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code PHNX for 20 dollars off your first purchase term supply again create an account and redeem code phnx for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and this weekend if you want to relax enjoy yourself and just have a t- take a little bit of the edge off like a wink check off? out a little a wink a wink, a wink of the edge off <laughs> uh check out this thc based seltzer that we have down here called wink that's w-y-n-k how high will it get you just a wink. Uh, and it's the perfect THC to CBD balance because there's an equal dose of both. CBD is like THC's as they describe it. This is a great description. Uh, it's THC's laid back friend who keeps the party <laughs> from going off the rails. Is that, is that like me? Jesse is the CBD of this podcast. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. It's balanced. It's light. It's social. It's not going to get you too high with just their, I, I believe just two and a half milligrams. Mm-hmm in their wink can so make sure to check out they're currently available in 11 states including here in arizona so uh wink is made in-house no third-party producers uh you can check out drink wink that's drink w-i-y-n-k dot com and countdowndrink.com to utilize their drink finder to locate a store near you you can also order directly online and that is for wink only and their two and a half milligram cans so make sure to check them out their website uh, well, we hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We hope the Arizona Diamondbacks have a much better weekend than this Friday kicked off. You We're mean, at- you mean uh, wink end? Uh, right? Get out. <laughs> Just go. I said you were the CBD of this Boo. podcast. I didn't say you were. Thank you. Boo this man. Uh, we thank you guys, of course, for being here in the chat. Whether you were happy or sad about uh, being here, we're thankful you're here anyway. Whether you were here to complain or just here to talk about baseball, we appreciate your time. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac is at Sean DePaz, at Sean underscore DePaz. That guy over there is at Jesse N. Friedman. The other maniac behind the Mac. That's Damon. We are Damon Dog, by the way. Uh, he is at Damon Dog. That's D A W G. Uh, of course, our shows at PHNX underscore D backs and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys uh, for joining us. Like I said, whether you're angry about it or, or, or happy, and we appreciate your time. Have a <laughs> Mo, great weekend. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, get this guy out of here. <laughs> oh, damn it. Get out of here, Mo. Uh, <laughs> thank you again uh, for being here. And remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when you make that inning-ending double play, Cattell Marte.